This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Our program is underwritten in part by the Indiana State Knights of Columbus. And now, here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Eyre. Hello, Jim. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And Bridget, we've got a neat little prayer book here. Actually, we have two of them uh, in the studio here. And, you know, we've recently started uh, each program with a prayer. So I was looking through this, and this is one that just kind of caught my attention because it's one of those prayers that we can all use. So uh, if you would just uh, join me here as we pray, God of love and mercy, Ease my burdens, calm my anxieties, strengthen my faith, and increase my trust and confidence in your caring goodness. Bless me each day with your healing grace, with health in mind and body, and a heart filled with hope and peace. Grant me the courage I need, dear Lord, to face all difficulties, knowing that with your help, miracles happen and lives are restored. Amen. 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 Oh, boy, you're coming up with the good ones there, Jim. So uh, thank you so much for that prayer. And it's, it's so appropriate because, you know, we all have struggles, and our guest today um, helps people who are struggling. Uh, we're going to be talking about helping women in crisis pregnancy. And, and as an organization, yes. they have had some struggles themselves that we'll be talking about. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, we're also going to be talking about the launch of a new First Choice for Women's Center on the southwest side of Indianapolis. And our guest today is Linda Kyle. She's executive director of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project. Welcome, Linda. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Jim. Now, people may have heard of the Gabriel Project. I love the name, first off, but what is the Gabriel Project? So the Gabriel Project is a nonprofit that ministers to women and families in crisis or unexpected pregnancies. Now, how long has the Great Lakes Gabriel Project been around? And then there are Gabriel products all around the United States. So explain that for us. The Great Lakes Gabriel Project started in 1999 as an outreach of the um, pro-life committee at St. Bartholomew's Catholic Church in Columbus, oh, Indiana. Okay. Okay. Um, and they um, started helping. They were actually in a one-year discernment period where they were trying to figure out, they knew they wanted to do something to address the issue of pregnant women needing help. And um, they had a, like I said, they were in this one-year discernment mm-hmm. period. About halfway through that period, Eileen Hartman, who was our um, foundress, mm-hmm. um, Eileen got a phone call one Monday morning from the parish secretary at St. Bartholomew, and this woman said, you know, so I, I understand you guys are going to start doing something to help women in, you know, it, with difficult pregnancies. And Eileen said, well, yeah, but we're only like halfway through mm-hmm. our discernment period. So um, the secretary said, well, I'll tell you what, we had a lady come to the Spanish mass at five o'clock yesterday afternoon, and she's pregnant and she needs help. And Eileen said, but we still need like six months to figure everything out. And the secretary says, honey, you don't have six months. (laughs) She's going to pop in six weeks. (laughs) And so... um, they actually, that was their initiation. D- and discern- discernment process over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so um, over the course of the first year, they helped 
18 women. Now, this was at a time when the Spanish population Mm -hmm. was growing Mm -hmm. tremendously uh, down in in, um, in the Columbus area. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they found um, hard to accept was that the local pregnancy center um, was concerned because this woman was undocumented. Mm. You know, and when they asked Eileen, is she documented? Eileen said, what does it matter? She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's our criteria. You're mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah. You know? you're, you're having pregnant. a crisis pregnancy. Uh, we can help you. Yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, so and then slowly but surely, the Criterion did a story about the Gabriel Project and other parishes got in contact with Eileen and said, you know, we like what you're doing. And so um, word of mouth, uh, a lot of the priests really supported what we were doing. Um, Father Glenn O'Connor was a great oh, yeah supporter of the gabriel project and so um that says a lot when you get a priest who supports you and and says we need to do this sure why why is it called the great lakes gabriel project well that eileen named it and at one point in time we had gabriel project parishes in uh all of indiana well mostly north and central indiana and then also um we had a couple in the chicago area mm-hmm. and then we have one in ohio which is still active mm-hmm. and then there was a gentleman from new york who called eileen one day and said you know he wanted to be part of the great lakes gabriel project and she said well that's kind of far for us you know and he goes well you're the great lakes gabriel project aren't you and <laughs> she goes yeah and he goes well we have one of those great lakes up here <laughs> So she's like, okay, well. So she helped him get started, and he's, but he's kind of been on his own. But she did help him get set mm-hmm. up and get things going. So, okay. um, yeah. Uh, we're talking with Linda Kyle. She is the executive director of the Gabriel Project. And why the name Gabriel? That's an angel, right? It is, and that's where the the name came from. You know, in in the Bible when. Uh, when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, you know, and, and announced to her what God wanted, you know, and, and the angel said, be not afraid. With God, all things are possible. That's really awesome. And I know that you or the Gabriel Project, the Great Lakes Gabriel Projects, partners with parishes. How do parishes get involved and then how do individuals get involved with at, through the parish? And how many parishes do you have? Um we right now we have probably about 10 active parishes um covid really did a number on us um uh part of the the precepts of our um organization is that when the individual churches are assigned to gabriel mom the first thing they do is do a meet and greet and they would go to her home and talk with her and a lot of people a don't didn't want to go out anymore and b don't want to go into somebody's home Mm -hmm. um so we're kind of fine-tuning that um but that's where the name gabriel came from and so a parish becomes a Gabriel Project parish by reaching out to me. And normally what happens is somebody on their pro-life group will ask me to come and speak to their pro-life group. And we talk about what all is involved in getting a, a project going. And then we do what's called a launch weekend where we go in and present before um, all of the masses. And then two weeks after that, 
everybody who signed up is invited to a training. And that is um, even for people who aren't sure what they want to do exactly, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. just feel called like that this is something they want to be part of. And so we do that training. And throughout the training, it becomes pretty obvious, you know, kind of who is in line to step forward and take charge and, and who wants to be an angel. And the angels are the, the women, mostly women, um, but but the people who go and make the one-on-one contact with the moms. Mm -hmm. So they go and they meet them face-to-face, and they're kind of like the mentors all the way through the pregnancy journey and beyond. Mm -hmm. Now, is there a special training for them? I I can envision people saying, oh, I'd be scared to death to do that because I'd tell her the wrong thing and... You know? Well, there is training. That's part of that training that we that we provide um, two weeks after the launch. And so, um, you know, a- anytime anybody has questions, even after a training, I'm always available. Um, I I want to be there for anybody and everybody who needs help or has questions. Yeah, and you have so many great stories. I think when people talk about working in pro life or helping people in poverty or whatever ministry they're involved in. People that maybe don't work in that ministry or don't know much about it might have an idea of what it's like. But when you actually talk to people that work either with people, you know, in poverty or work with people that are in a crisis pregnancy, it is really unbelievable what what you do and how you come alongside people. Can you kind of walk through the process of so? A parish finds out, or maybe some people will call you directly. Yes, talk about how that works and just how it all works in terms of delivery of services. Okay, so um, people reach out to us through different ways. We have um, bumper stickers that that people can put on the back of their car, and it's got our toll-free number on it. We work with the sidewalk counselors. I've got one of those on my car, as a matter of fact. Uh, my husband's car, as a matter of fact. Yay. Yeah. Um, and so we also work with the sidewalk counselors who stand in front of the abortion centers, and they give out brochures with our contact information on it. And so... Um, if somebody reaches out to us, they uh, they contact me, and then um, I try and kind of get a feel for what's going on in the woman's life and what her needs are and where she lives. And we try and assign the mom to a Gabriel Project parish that is geographically close to where she lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will then contact the coordinator for that parish and then they reach out to their team of angels and find out hey can somebody is somebody available to take on a new mom Mm -hmm. and um from that point on the process is really more parish based Mm -hmm. than um than involved with me Mm -hmm. um that being said i have had parishes that have come to me and said you know what we have extenuating circumstances and we have a mom who needs this or that and we don't have the money to pay for that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know we'll i'll step up and write a write a check to you know help cover expenses of a of a mom that that a parish is helping and then the flip side too is um we have had parish gabriel projects who have um given money to us um you know to help us through mm-hmm. you know just pay for basic things like you know phone and you know um going into our new project um you know there's going to be more expenses mm-hmm. yeah and we're going to get into that um let's let's talk a little bit about that um well before we, we before we talk about the new launch of the of the new initiative that you're doing with this um First Choice for Women's Center there over on the southwest side of Indianapolis. If someone were listening right now and they 
feel that maybe the Lord is calling them to either be involved either at a parish level, get get a parish Gabriel project launched? What, what do they do first? How do they get started with that? Well, the best thing to do is to contact me and they can go to our website, which is www.goangels.org. And my contact information is there. Um, while they're on the website, if they want to learn more about it, if they scroll all the way to the bottom on the right hand side, they can sign up to get our emails. And so that's one way that they can keep abreast of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, They can reach out to me via email or they can call me directly 317-213-4778. And I will will walk through the journey with them. Now, what, what sort of help is an angel expected to give a uh, mother-to-be uh, with a, a pregnancy. Uh, obviously, they, they want to see that an abortion doesn't take place, but other than that, what help do they try and give the mother? Well, it varies depending on what the needs of the mom are, but um, you know, sometimes a mom will need um, babysitting or... Um, sometimes uh, they need transportation help. Sometimes we had one Gabriel Project parish that actually had a woman who um, they helped her get through technical school. And she graduated from technical school with a degree in engineering, wow. like not um, like car mechanic engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is now... Um, the mother of three beautiful children, and um, her name is Bree, and Bree was actually spoke at our fundraising dinner, and she is completely self-sufficient. She's a great mom. She loves her kids, and um, so uh, because their parish had great resources, they were able to help her with her tuition. Um, so... Um, it, it kind of depends on what each mom needs, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, and and let's clarify: it's not the mom or the um, angel that's providing the help; it's the parish. Okay. So if you get a mom who say um, has a car that needs to be repaired, mm-hmm. okay, so you go out to your parish and you put something in the bulletin: Hey, we have this mom; she needs a new starter on her car. You know, if we pay for the parts, can you do the the work at no charge or? Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, stuff like that. So you benefit from having the entire parish as the Gabriel Project instead of just one person because, you know, you have the resources of the entire parish. We need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the First Choice for Women Center, which is going to be on the southwest side of Indianapolis. And we're going to talk all about that with Linda Kyle of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Across America, there are quiet heroes changing lives every day. When disaster strikes, they lend support. They give hope to those in need, warmth to the cold, and help to those society ignores. Over the past decade, They have given more than $1.5 billion and 700 million hours to charity. When it comes to making a difference, the Knights of Columbus are on the front lines. Become a knight and be the difference. Learn more at kofc.org. 
take Catholic Radio Indy's 40 Days of Lent Challenge. During Lent, listen to at least one hour of Catholic Radio each day. If you're already a daily listener, add an hour each day or pick a different time to listen. Or, if you really want to go all in, listen exclusively to Catholic Radio Indy from now until Easter. Spend 40 days with Catholic Radio Indy and see what a difference 100% Catholic programming 24-7 makes. Catholic Radio Indy. Keep Jesus at the center of our day all day long by having those words in the background. It touches lives. It does every day. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio along with our guest, Linda Kyle. She is the executive director of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project. And we're talking about this new initiative, the first choice for women. But this is actually not really a new initiative because you used to have one. Right. Let's talk about that and then bring us fast forward us. Yes. So um, for years, we had a first choice for women office up on the northwest side of Indianapolis in uh, the Polaris building, which is uh, owned by um, Dan Baldini and his family. And we absolutely loved being tenants up there. Um, Dan was great. He's a, a wonderful um, he's part of the Knights of Columbus and he's a great great man um, really had a heart for our mission and so um, a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving weekend there was a fire in the Polaris building and um, all of the tenants had to vacate because of the structural damage that was done and uh, between the smoke and water damage even though there was no fire in our suite I mean pretty much everything was gutted so um, at that point in time, we had actually been discerning about whether or not to remain um, up on the northwest side. Um, Women's Care Center had moved in, and because they're right next door to Planned Parenthood, a lot of the women who used to come to us were going straight to Women's Care Center, which was wonderful, um, but it really impacted our numbers. And so after the fire we kind of decided to take a step back and see where the lord was leading us mm-hmm. so my thought process was that there are three abortion centers in indianapolis and two of them have pregnancy help centers very nearby so the one that does not is on 16th street in speedway so i really for a very long time felt like that's where we were supposed to be and so underserved area you know exactly and and so many people don't even know that there's an abortion center there Mm -hmm. and so um there is a building two doors down from the abortion center that um went on the market and i tried so hard to buy this building i really felt like that's what we were called to do it was it was like 5500 square feet it was huge the parking lot was perfect um i think um people kind of struggled with it because um it was in its former life it was a strip club mm-hmm. <laughs> god has a sense of humor you know when you <laughs> you turn it into a uh a life center, basically. A I know, first right? for women, yeah. I know, right? So, um, But yeah, I could see the stigma there. But but I thought, how, I mean, how great, get a priest in there, exercise it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and, I, and I tried, but apparently that's not where God wanted us to be. So I spent like two years, and I would just periodically drive through Speedway and park my car and walk up and down along 16th Street. And the vacant places that I looked at, 
were um, just, um, they were dumps. Mm. And I, that's not what I want for our moms, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I, I didn't feel comfortable trusting that a landlord who presented someplace that looked dumpy would be a good landlord. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't know. And I so I started looking at other. I looked over in the Greenwood area. Um, and um, I was driving home from the grocery store one day and we live on the southwest side of indianapolis we live in decatur township and i know that there is a strip center that has a lot of vacancies in it right now they've recently been purchased um the new the new landlords have repaved the parking lot they've painted the facade it looks much nicer than it used to and so um I called up a friend of mine who is a general contractor and who has already completed building one pregnancy center and is working on a second. Um, And I asked him, I said, can you come down and look at a couple of properties with me? So he came down and we looked at at there and we looked at the old Marsh uh, grocery store, which is being developed now. And uh, we looked at several other properties too. And at the end of the day, he said, no matter which of these properties you go into, you're going to have to spend $100,000 on build out. And then you're going to have to pay rent. He goes, you really need to think about owning a property, which I'd always been resistant to. Um, But uh, the next day, he texted me a link. And he said, so for example, this is a three bedroom ranch house in Decatur Township that just went on the market. And if you guys, you know, put this much money down, you know, and took out a loan and, you know, you could wind up basically making mortgage payments that were equal to what you were paying in rent three years ago. Wow. That's, that's, that's a deal. It, it is. So, um, you know, we went and looked at it. I made an appointment. Um, and it was a Zillow listing, so you click on it, and you don't know who you're going to get as a realtor, right? Mm-hmm. So we went, the first time we went to look at it, and um, the realtor was like, so, you know, what are you, you know, what are you guys doing? And I don't know, he probably thought we were married, but, you know, uh, not the case at all. And I just kind of said, well, we're not going to use it as a home. You know, it's going to be, um, I run a nonprofit, and we're going to have our, biz- our business offices here. And he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And and in the pro-life world, you have to be careful, you know. So um, I was hesitant, but finally he asked point blank, so what exactly are you going to do? And um, so I said, well, I said our ministry helps women in crisis pregnancies. And I said, so we want to convert this to a pregnancy center. And his comment was, well, three of my four kids were adopted, so I think that's great. Wow. And I found out um, later that he is actually a parishioner over at Holy Spirit. <laughs> Small world. We only we only have about four or five minutes left. And I, and so you you went ahead and you purchased this and we got to gotta get into the, your needs. Okay. Let, so let we, people know what, what you need to get this rolling. We purchased the building and we own it outright now. Um, we did spend a considerable amount of our cash reserves buying the building. Um, so our needs are, um, we are hoping to get this, uh, the renovations done with volunteers um so we are looking for skilled tradespeople 
Um, I should say first and foremost, we're looking for prayer because we always look for prayer. Um, skilled trades people, especially, we are especially in need of a licensed electrician. Um, and we are hoping that people will be able to donate their time, whether that's um, on a week on the weekends or, you know, whatever. I mean, we'll, we will work with anybody. Um, and then, of course, we need um, we need more people to step up and become monthly donors. And so, um, a lot of the the pro life people in Indianapolis have kind of, you know, that generation is aging out and passing away. And we really need um, people who can, you know, even just do ten or twenty dollars a month. But we really need people to go to our website www.goangels.org and um, sign up to become either make a one-time donation or become monthly donors but the monthly donors are really important because it helps us with our budget yeah because you're going to have you know monthly a mortgage payment plus operational costs because you're planning to turn this into explain what what it'll be and we've got about two two three minutes left so we hope to do um free pregnancy tests and free ultrasounds um and so we'll be looking for people who can do um nurses who can do the ultrasounds um and then we also have a material resource center that is currently located at St. Joseph's Church on the west side, and we are going to incorporate that into the new location, too, so we'll have everything all under one roof. So it's kind of like one-stop shopping. You you know, you're in a crisis pregnancy. You go there. You can find out if, if you're pregnant, in fact, and then you can also have a free ultrasound to, you know, exactly. see, see where you're at, you know, if you're further along, and then, then get what you need in terms of baby clothes, Right. Whatever, you know. We also hope to be able to do educational programs, so like parenting classes, budget classes. Um, so we would be looking for people who eventually would be able to take on um, teaching and uh, running that aspect of, of things. So if people wanted to volunteer, I know you're looking for someone to um, manage your social media as a volunteer. So yes. that's another um, big piece that you're, you're also looking for kind of going forward. Right. So any specific skills in terms of helping out obviously you need the skilled labor what about people that just can paint or clean or help what, get the building ready when we get to that point we will take anybody who can paint <laughs> <laughs> okay so for those who are listening that want to help out tell us again give us the website where they can go www.goangels.org and we got about a minute left uh linda What's this whole process been like for you in terms of helping women in crisis pregnancy? Um, I love the feeling of fulfillment that I get in my life when I'm able to help women. Um, that being said, the last year has been um, especially challenging for me because I have felt like God is not only not answering my prayers, but not even hearing my prayers. And so I have never experienced that spiritual dryness that people talk about. Um, and it was not um, it was not anything I'd ever been through before, and it's not anything I ever hope to go through again. <laughs> but you kept, you kept plugging away, and, and look at this door that the Lord's opened in the place where you felt you know, you discern that was really underserved for those women in crisis pregnancy. Exactly. We are out of time. Our guest today has been Linda Kyle. She's the executive director of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project. To help out, go to goangels.org. Thanks so much, Linda, for being our guest today. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Jim. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how everyday people 
put their faith into action in their everyday lives. This program is underwritten in part by the Indiana State Knights of Columbus. If you have suggestions for topics or guests for this program, contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400.